Listen for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And now, here's the host of the Twist My Arm podcast. Hello, it is me, Josh, your host. Uh, I'm back. Back from a little bit of a hiatus. I'm excited to be back doing this whole thing. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jesse. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm going. No, for real, though. I'm actually doing pretty well. (laughs) Uh, Continue to be... Uh, smoke free. That's a new Ooh. thing for me. Where, where, where are you yeah, at now with that? How, how many days? How many weeks? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, glancing backward at the calendar. It's been almost a month. Dang. Three days short of a month today. Yeah. So. Is it true what they say with the 10-day mark? Does it get easier after 10 days? It does. Um, it's still one of those things where it's such a habit that you have to kind of you got to find stuff to do instead of that so like having gum or you know some kind of candy you got to just you got to regulate because eating too much candy obviously will make you sick so (laughs) yeah Uh, but i do i've got a lot of taffy i got taffy in a jar um you know small (laughs) things that that i can so when we hear you chewing on shit it's going to be the taffy exactly got it if that yeah if that comes through that's taffy (laughs) or candy or bubble gum there's a song about that, but anyways. <laughs> nice. Yes. Well, it is good to be back. We had an Easter break. Um, just kind of, you know, whatever, getting shit together. And uh, yeah, happy to be doing this again for this week. We have a bunch of stuff to kind of cover. We got our, our normal poll to go over. We have some quick twists for you. But first, I would like to start with the solo trailer that just dropped like 10 minutes ago. We're recording this on Sunday evening, and for those of you that know, this just dropped Sunday evening, so we've only watched it, well, I've only watched it four times, but I think Jesse's <laughs> only watched it once. Yeah, I went with once, like so a normal person, but... <laughs> well, we had, a, we had a couple things to do with, we had some, we were backed up on updates on our programs. God, yeah, that's, that's so I was probably about a year and a <laughs> half out on updates, honestly, so... Yeah, but... But, you know, it gave us some time to, to watch it, and I used all of that time to watch it over and over and over again. And I got to say, I am more excited after watching this trailer. It's not, I mean, obviously I'm a, hu- I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Everybody knows this, but this movie was just one I wasn't too excited about for whatever reason. I guess it's just maybe because I just don't care about Han Solo as much anymore. My guess would be... My guess, well, you're one of the few Star Wars, well, <coughs> I don't want to say few Star Wars fans, but you're one of the Star Wars fans that actually liked The Last Jedi. So yeah, it's interesting yeah. to, for me to hear you say that because a lot of people that didn't like it didn't like it because it changed what you know they expected or it broke the rules or you know things like that. It invalidated other stuff, you know, whatever they feel that it did. So it's interesting that you wouldn't be interested in a movie that 
basically has no chance of doing that because everything has to i mean han solo is going to survive lando calrissian is going to survive chewbacca is going to survive if anybody dies in this movie it will be characters that are introduced in the movie so that it won't be surprising um you know that it's going to end with him getting a millennium falcon and chewbacca being his buddy like and there'll be a kessel run and There'll well, be some yeah, sort of Kashyyyk explanation, and they'll be uh, right. They'll, they'll I think I saw. I think I saw stuff. another Wookiee in there. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, that was. It, uh, it looked like Chewbacca was giving a very warm, heartfelt hug to a fellow Wookiee. Yeah, um, Chewbroka. I Chubroka. think is that one's name. <laughs> actually, if I'm not mistaken, there's, there's the name of the episode right there. Twist my yep. Chewbroka. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, and very valid points. You make very valid points, and that's the reason I wasn't so excited about it was because i knew like exactly what was going to happen you know you're going to every plot point that they're going to use in this has been mentioned in the story before and i've read at least three books about it and i just am, I'm, I'm over it and and so all of that being said i was not as excited but then seeing this trailer it just there's it's just star wars action it just looks like a ton of star wars action that it does look really fun, and like, and that's the thing is it looks like a fun movie. It's not going to do anything different. It, it, you're absolutely right. There's not going to be any changes to anything unless maybe Han Solo has a kid with this person, and then that little kid that Han Solo has grows up to have Ray, and by whatever <laughs> weird fucking you can't you just can't let it go. <laughs> There's. She's nobody. She's just a person. Oh, but just but like that's the little kid at the end is just a person. But that's You're just my point. A person. But that's my point is they're not going to do anything like that. They're not going to make any crazy splashes in the story. It's going to be all just right. rehashed events that we've heard about. And frankly, I would rather imagine. You know, I'd so much rather so, keep that so mystery the of the Kessel Run and and like maybe read about it or something. I don't want to watch a movie about it. You know. Well, and that's for me. They may do that just because that people expect them to do that, and you know, if they do that, that's fine. Whatever. The, um, it's totally in there. The, the, I guarantee that is going to be in there, and it's probably going to be the end of the second or third act of this movie. It's going to be the Kessel Run, and they're going to have to get away from the Empire some ridiculous way. Well, and uh, yeah, I thought the Kessel Run was like a a smuggling route. Some wouldn't he be smuggling something? Well, I guess he could be using it to get away from the empire. Well, originally, like in the old books, it was a smuggling route to avoid the empire because it was in imperial space. Gotcha. And so they go through the castle. Thus, the need for smugglery. Exactly. And so, I mean, but sometimes they would get caught, or you know, they they would get blown up by the empire. So, I think is. If my memory serves correctly, I'm pretty sure that he had to do the Kessel Run to get away from the Empire smuggling something. And he had to do it faster than ever before because... Well, and there was some sort of mention, I think I've read some sort of mention about how he used the edges of black holes to actually change the distance of it so that the parsec line actually makes sense because it's like he did less distance. But anyways... I guess what I'm saying is, despite <laughs> all that, and as a totally casual Star Wars fan, it does look really fun, and the guy looks like Harrison Ford, and he kind of sounds like Harrison he Ford, does. too. He does. So he has some good mannerisms. That, that yeah, very, the, there were some relatable. shots that really felt like Harrison Ford, and there were some shots yep. that really felt like Indiana Jones, for example. So yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm interested, but I feel like there's almost no way I'll see it in the theater. I'll probably just wait. This, I mean... I will obviously see it in the theater, but it's not going to be one that I go see in the midnight release party or anything like that. 
I'll probably I'll just sign so maybe off not Facebook go back to the for a seven times. Yeah, I'll <laughs> sign off of Facebook for a weekend until I see it that Sunday afternoon or something, and then. But speaking of like uh, Han Solo and like the actor that plays him doing a good job, I mean, look at Lando Calrissian. Did you yes. see how good Childish Gambino? Just looked, <laughs> just the way he looked and his mannerisms, the way he sat so, in the Millennium Falcon, and he's like, "You want? There's might want to buckle actually, up, baby." <laughs> so good. There's actually a Lando Calrissian um, pop vinyl exclusive where he's wearing the Childish Gambino shirt. <laughs> yeah, so I'll that's probably awesome. try and find that just because that's cool, and he does look really cool in the trailer. He's got that bitch in yellow vest thing with the starfleet looking stripe on it i'm yeah. sorry I, I didn't mean to say starfleet no it's but, cool man i understand um <laughs> yeah he looks he looks really good in that part and i'm excited to see that but again like i said there's I, I didn't see anything in it that made me be like well i gotta see it in the theater that one shot of the star destroyer coming through that sideways tornado cloud is really cool yeah um i liked the very first shot of the star destroyer being built it looks like it's being set on a like an imperial uh factory of sorts right yeah at the beginning so it's i mean there'll be some cool in-depth explanations of the empire i'm sure they want it to be street level real-ish yeah for some parts that should make the grand uh space shots seem very huge and dramatic by comparison but so i don't know i'm interested but i'm not theater interested so before before we close, I mean, I don't, don't want to talk about this too long because it's, I mean, I could obviously, anything Star Wars I could talk about forever. <laughs> um, I'm super interested in it now. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I just, my last question that I have about this, who's going to be the Darth Vader in this one? Because in Rogue One, yeah, you had Darth Vader come in at the end to be like, oh, what a badass. Like, who's going to take that spot? You think it's going to be Jabba the Hutt going to come in just... Just slithering in, just like oh, too bad that job solo. Like is maybe Greedo. Greedo would be cool. Maybe oh, it's gonna be Boba Fett, man. It's gonna be Boba Fett. And that's why Boba Fett took the contract later because he was like, I already hate that guy. That could be it. That's that's gonna be my that's gonna be my bold prediction for Solo is <laughs> Boba Fett's gonna show up at some point in time, and Solo's gonna scorn him. Even if it's just, gonna give, even if it's gonna just give, at the table, that'll give his defeat later on in the series and even more of a <laughs> curses foiled again feeling than it already has. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. He'll have to get he'll have to get hit in just the most ridiculous way and blast off with his rocket. Yeah, in some knocked re- out with a yeah yeah hit in the back with a space <laughs> frying pan. Looks yeah. like Boba Fett's blasting off again. <laughs> yeah, ping. No, that'll be that'll be how it is too. Just some some subtle foreshadowing of how he'll die later on. <laughs> yeah. But cool. Um <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that it, it'll be interesting to see what what they do with it and it, it, I think that Lucasfilm and Disney are chalking it up as a as a loss already. So hopefully that prepares them for future installments and in their little solo adventures. <laughs> Standalone adventures, I should say. Solo adventures. Stupid. They're Star Wars stories. <sighs> Whatever. Um, anything, any last words about Solo? Uh, not that I can think of. Cool. Let's move on to the poll. Um, we need to have a fun, whatever, uh, Jesus, bumper for the poll, but I don't have one. 
We need to have like a title intro sequence. Yeah. Uh, maybe something about pole dancing. I don't know. We'll come up with something. It'll be great. Yeah. We got the quick twist, all right? It's it's cool. We're good. So this poll this week was God, I can never I can't remember the exact way the question My was. My favorite formed. Nintendo memories come from. Yes. Dot dot dot. And all of you voted. Well, a lot of you voted, which thank you all for voting. And it was really, really close. Um, Donkey Kong Country came in last with one vote. Pokemon so came in th- not that close. No. <laughs> Pokemon came in third. With six votes, Zelda came in second with 15 votes, and Mario came in first with 16 votes. So Mario won by... Yeah, I mean, I really thought it was going to be Zelda. Cause but I mean, it's not surprising either way, or tie, or... Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been surprising if Zelda won, it wouldn't be surprising that Mario won, and it wouldn't be surprising if they tied. Yeah, I th- They're clearly people's two biggest formative gaming properties i think mario uh, just has the, the advantage. nintendo arena i think Ma- yeah. Ma- mario just has the advantage uh with them coming out with the nes versions and those ones being so popular with you know 31 plus age people you know now yeah well and because they're when those games came out when the first mario games came out kids could play them mm-hmm. when the first zelda came out it wasn't necessarily for four and five year olds. It was like a it lot was harder. Very difficult game, yeah. And those four and five year olds that tried to play it played Mario first and then they played Ocarina of Time when they were older and you know, now they can't stop raving about it. But I well, but I do understand I mean, that the f- the childhood memories of like maybe your first game and first experience would al- it's always gonna be Mario. Well, and I would also argue that Mario, Zelda and Pokemon have grown really well with us as an audience. Uh, Mario has a new game every few years, and it's always great. It's always fun. Even if it's not the best game out that year, it's always fun. And it's... Yeah. Quality games. And yeah. Pokemon owns the mobile market for the most part. The only reason they have the DS and stuff, I think, is for Pokemon. Definitely. Well, and it's always been about Pokemon on the mobile market, on yeah. Game Boy, DS, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Even on the phones with Pokemon Go and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, those properties have been around forever. And Donkey Kong, obviously, to a lesser extent. I mean, he was around before Mario, if you want to get super technical. Right. but. Right. He kind of petered out after N64, in my opinion. It wasn't really a really great super game, as far as I mean. Maybe there was, but I didn't. There was a Donkey Kong Country for the Wii, um, and it was super hyped and stuff. Like it, not that I remember. I I mean, I hyped it just because I'm you know I do that with those kind of games, but but that was when I believe PlayStation Three was coming out and like. Xbox 360, and so people weren't really getting into that that later generation of Wii releases as much. Yeah, because well, it was and definitely a later game, <coughs> right? And it wasn't. It, I don't think it was the kind of game where people were like, "Okay, now I'm getting a Wii." You either had a Wii at that point, or you weren't getting one. Right. Um, but yeah, I just uh, it's I th- really like this poll because it's so indicative of you know the the 
passion that people have for those franchises and those properties. They're like, I, I will vote on this one. This one I got to make sure. And of course, you know, there was people on the Facebook that were like, uh, Goldeneye for sure, which was not one of the options, but we feel you. We totally get yeah. it, man. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I loved. I actually, after seeing that, I busted out the sixty four and played, <laughs> played through the first like nine missions of Goldeneye and just had a blast. It still holds up. Like the controllers are a little, you know, the controls are a little janky, just like with strafing and and how like, uh, how well, it used how, to be how good yeah, the, so the, the mechanics way that those are controls nowadays. Worked. It was it's yeah just so different to go back, but it's still so much fun. But the way those controls worked with the joystick and the D-pad at the same time, mm -hmm. you can still set controllers to work that way to this day. Yeah, because, definitely. And it's called legacy. Like People know that that means Goldeneye. That's yeah. why it's there. <laughs> that was in Halo. They called it legacy. Like It was so the Goldeneye awesome. controls. Yeah, so it, they know that people were really passionate about that game, so they used that going forward. Yeah. Um, we'll have to get a, we'll a first-person shooter poll going at some point. Oh, yeah. There will be a lot of different there's, genre polls. There's a lot of people that like Goldeneye, but it's not their favorite shooter game. So, um, Which, I, to those people, I say, you know, respect your elders, but whatever, I guess. <laughs> well, just and, to, you and, know. and just, to, just to clarify really quick, the Wii game was uh, for Donkey Kong was called Donkey Kong Country Returns. It was a side-scrolling Donkey Kong game of course. where Diddy Kong rode on your back. And, of course. And, yeah, it was... And I remember playing it. It was a lot of fun, but it definitely not as i mean still to this day mario galaxy is 30 bucks and this one's only 15 so it, it didn't hold up as well as other games um so before we go from the poll about retro games into our little quick little piece about retro games um i do want to say uh, a friend at work of mine uh, named travis actually asked me this question the other day do you know what the primary inspiration for link is in the legend of zelda I my stoner memory is terrible. I I know this answer. It's it's, it's one of those mind. answers that as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. But you just you never thought about it. It's Peter Pan, huh. the guy shit. who created the original Zelda, like <laughs> loved Peter Pan, and that, so okay. you know, that, green <laughs> yeah. outfit with a hat. There's a fairy, like yep. It, it's that, I never yep. put those two things together, but that's totally what he's based on. Yep. That makes sense. Um, so what did you vote for on the poll, by the way? I'm pretty sure I voted for Mario. Um, did you? Super you Mario Pokemon? Really? Because I love Pokemon, and I, got, I have great Pokemon memories, but Mario and Super Mario, the first time I played Super Mario World was like a gaming paradigm shift for me. <laughs> I was like, where did all these colors come from? Sure. Look at all the different things I can do at the same time. Like, th th there's different ways to get through the same level. Are you I kidding me? This is mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was so fun. And it was like, it, it was just super engrossing as a kid, and I had just enough skill to do it, you know, and things like that. I mean, one of the things that we're talking about with retro games in general is difficulty, right? Mm -hmm. Older games are harder, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which is something we'll talk about in our next piece about the retro games. But yeah. it's just, it's one of those things like it balanced the line of doable and challenging very well for the for a lot of people. Um, so, I mean, like my mother-in-law can play the game. There's all kinds of people that can play Mario. Oh, yeah. Not everybody can play a Zelda game, sure. that kind of thing. You know, not everybody can play through the old Mega Man games, things like that. Sure. So it, it's a good accessible 
a first memory for a lot of people because I mean that was most people's introduction or you know somebody was like into video games and they said but have you played Mario the original you know like, <laughs> of course it wasn't the first video game but, but have everybody you played feels Mario that it was on weed <laughs> yeah trippy, so it's man. it's one of those it's one of those uh, shared memories almost for a lot of people in society because it was the first mass available computer gaming system video gaming system you know i i agree with that um i voted for zelda i i have so many different memories with all these games it was really hard to pick um super mario world was a f- such a fun game i played it with my mom a lot super mario 3 was the first ever game that i played on nintendo ever and I, I mean, I played the shit out of it, you know, finding the flutes and going through all the different levels and, and all that stuff. But I mean, and if you want to get real deep, Donkey Kong Country, I, I was one of the first. I used to have this really weird thing when I was a kid where I'd be playing a video game because I played a lot of video games and I listened to a lot of music even when I was really young. And and so I knew back then that I wanted to like write kind of because I would write stories and stuff. And <laughs> and so for certain games, like certain tunes, I would like write lyrics to their tunes. And Donkey oh, Kong nice. Donkey Kong Country was one of the first ones that I ever wrote lyrics to. The uh when you're fighting King K. Rule at the end, um, the music behind it is just it's it's so epic. It, it's probably not epic anymore, but in my head it's <laughs> still just so epic. And I wish I could remember the lyrics that I would sing in my head or like out loud even. Can you remember how the song goes? I can't. And I should have looked it up. Mario, I can remember how the Mario song goes. Zelda, I can remember how a lot of the Zelda song goes. Uh, I know a lot of the Pokemon songs just by hearing them, you know. But I I probably couldn't really pick it out a DK song. I mean, you probably hear bongos and go, that's got to be Donkey Kong, right? Well, no, it was like a doo-doo-doo, doo-dee-dee-doo. Do do do. Oh yeah, it was a little music box on the on the yeah, continue that, screen. That was the one that I remember the most. Let me see. Because he died all the time. Yeah, I'm looking it up right <laughs> now. Um, if I can play this, I'll add it in. Oh yeah, there it is. I think it's right here. But no, and uh, after this place for just a second, like, did you play through Donkey Kong and get to the end and and like beat the boss and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's just so cheery at the beginning. Okay, we we gotta okay, keep I it get going. It. No, no, we gotta keep it going because I'm telling you, man. When it comes ah. in, it's so sick. No, just wait, just wait for it. Oh yeah, no, it's so good. When you're listening back to this podcast, you're gonna listen. Just to wait till the like. bass drops. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is just terrible. No, nah, dude, this is fantastic. All right, all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'll stop <laughs> it. Um, Listen to the bend on that <laughs> note, bro. No, but seriously, it, it was it was such and that's one thing that I loved about Super Nintendo the most was <laughs> was the music. To take it all back, the music on Super Nintendo and that's why I uh, I, I had to kind of narrow it down to Super Nintendo games. And then I kind of had to narrow it down to, to what I played the most on that console. And it was definitely Zelda. Um, I, Me and my stepdad, the one, some of the best memories I have just playing video games was my stepdad like 
watching me play and just screaming obscenities at the screen when something would pop up, you know, and it was so <laughs> funny for my, you know, nine, 10 year old self to hear this old man just freaking out over this ridiculous medieval-esque kind of game. And it was, I, I had to vote for Zelda because, you know, just, and then, and then right after that Ocarina came out and it was just kind of all over from there. It's, Zelda is one of the main reasons why I buy most Nintendo consoles. Yeah, so I, you know, it makes sense. It's a good answer, I, it, and I feel that way about <laughs> all of our polls. As long as you can justify your answer with something meaningful, then you made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, unless you know, unless you pick the opposite of what I picked, then you're just wrong. <laughs> it was a hard decision, though, for sure between between yeah. the two. Um, and yeah, so from there, actually, if we could. I'd like to talk a little bit about games that are new but that feel retro because that's a that's a fun topic to cover and it's a really fun segment of games to play. Okay, yeah. um, and there's kind of a whole bunch of games in that market right now. I mean, and always, but I, I'm going to try and keep it short because there's a lot of games in this genre that I really like. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mention what, four games. I was going to say what games are we talking because I, I was just playing a, a retro style game recently. I have some videos right, so coming up for it. I will definitely mention that one. And I've got four games that have already come out that I want to talk about. And then we'll get our thoughts on those. And then there's three games that are still to come out that I want to just talk about a little bit. Cool. Um, so <clears throat> we're going to start with Terraria or Terraria or however it's pronounced. But there's so many good things about that game. Yeah. This is the game that you've probably heard me talk about before. Um, um, if you're into Minecraft, the easiest way to de describe this game would be 2D Minecraft. It's side-scrolling, it's pixel mining, you can build whatever you want pixel by pixel. There's different ores to mine for, there's different weapons, there's different armor, there's all kinds of gear and classes and things you can build and bosses you can fight. And Progression is 100% organic and totally at your own rate for the most part. Um, nice. There is a bit of a difficulty curve right at the end of the game where everything goes a little bit insane, but that I think makes it really fun because at that point they've already given you all the tools to sort of understand what you're doing. Right. Um, so if you like mining and building and digging and customizing things and you really like that 16-bit look, go check out Terraria. Um, I know it's on PlayStation. I believe it's on Xbox. It's on steam it's on switch is i'm pretty a, sure i've heard of this game so much i have i don't think i've ever really seen it is it side scrolling uh yes so okay. what i will do is i'll post a video to the twist my arm youtube channel which has been gathering dust recently we'll, we'll post a few videos there <laughs> um coming up but basically what i'll post is a video of my base i built a base that's a giant pyramid and all of my friendly NPC shop owning characters live inside my pyramid, okay. which is sort of half underground and then has some towers for defense and things like that. Um, and I'll show you like some, you know, battles and things like that, um, digging and exploring. Um, that game is just, it's one of those you can pour a ton of time into. Like I said, if you've ever played Minecraft, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking right. about. Um, there's another game called Axiom Verge that is... I, I have yes, that basically one, put together by one guy. It looks so <laughs> much like Metroid. I've been wanting to play it for a minute. Yeah, it's basically a Metroidvania type game where it's the you know the map uh, uh, reveals itself one room at a time as you go through the mm -hmm. different areas and things like that. Um, very very retro looking. It's um, got a cool contrast to it though as well. Like it a, does, like the shoot 'em up kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's more of a shooter than a platformer, but it is both, just like Metroid is. Right. Uh, there's a lot of focus on your weapon, which obviously is built onto your arm because, you know, otherwise it wouldn't be Metroid-type game. Oh, yeah. um, but it's basically like this dude built his own sci-fi world, and it has to do with AIs and uh, quantum mechanics and this experiment that some scientist was doing in a basement, and it's gorgeous. I will also try and put up a small preview of that game on our channel because it's awesome. You I, should it is, definitely check it, it out. Came out um, it came out for Switch recently. I know that. And that's a game that I have my heart set on at the moment. Um, I'm really glad that all these retro games are coming out on Switch. That seems like a great place for them to come it's to. Even, I mean, and I love the feeling of just having something in my hands and collecting things. Right. And, and they actually have a cartridge for Axiom Verge now, I believe, Very for cool. the Switch. So um, I, I'm looking to get that in Rocket League. As far as nice. like the cheaper kind of games on Switch, um, but that's definitely up there because it, it it's so much more fun on the Switch as far as retro gaming. I feel like with Sonic, I had so much fun playing that on there. Yeah, so um, all of these games that we're talking about are generally about twenty dollars or under. You I, you can yep. find Terraria on sale for three to five dollars on PlayStation and Steam a lot of the time. Axiom Verge is $20 most of the time. I recommend going ahead and paying that because it was built by basically one person. So a lot of that profit it gets generated so that worth way. It too. You get um, so yeah, it's 20 bucks. It's very good game. Come on, you can't even. <laughs> Sonic Mania is $20 and that game is wonderful, especially yeah. if you used to love Sonic on the Sega Genesis. Go get Sonic Mania. And That's they actually And just came out with some new skins for that game. Did you see that? Really? <laughs> yeah. I did not, but I will check it out. Yeah. Um that was actually game number four on my list, and so we'll jump back really quick to game number three, which is Mighty Number no. Nine. Ooh, yeah, now, yeah. disclaimer: we know everybody hates this game, and traditionally it has a terrible, terrible reputation online. But it was free on PlayStation Plus last month, so we both downloaded it. I played a little bit of it and got really frustrated really quickly, and just sort of stopped playing it and started watching Star Trek. But <laughs> Josh, I know you've been playing a lot of Mighty Number no. Nine. How do you feel about it? Mighty Number no. Nine is I love it. Um, I know that there's a there was a ton of backlash on the internet, and I didn't really read into that a lot because I know that it was it was made by the same creator that did Mega Man back in the day, and he was trying to create some new type of type of game as far as i understand i didn't like i said i didn't really know a lot about it i just saw that it was a game that was just like Mega Man, and i was super excited to play it um just never really got around to getting it until recently when it was on playstation plus and it lives up to the Mega Man hype for sure it's difficult in all the right areas you need to make the right jumps at the right time you need to hit the enemies at the right time um, the bosses all their different weapons, you know, affect other bosses in a different way. There, when you beat a certain boss, um, they there's really cool hints in the game. Like if you, Jesse, do you remember old Mega Man games where you you get like Cut Man and you beat him and then you'd take him to I don't know Grass Man and and you'd use right. Cut Man's weapon and it would cr like cause a ton more damage. Right, exactly. There was a preferred order yeah. to do the bosses in that would make the game a lot simpler. Right, and it was always kind of a challenge to find out how to do that. Right. Which something I loved about I played so many different Mega Man games just because I loved finding the weapons that would affect the other bosses. It was just so much fun to figure that out. And uh, this one kind of takes that away from it. One of, one of my only kind of complaints was that once you beat a boss, if you find whatever his 
whatever his weapon uh, affects the most, the other boss that his weapon affects the most, uh, that the boss you just destroyed will be outside of the other boss's level and kind of explaining some other oh, cool. things for you, and he'll help you through the level. So, like... God, I'm having a hard time explaining this. Um, That's an interesting way, though, to make it a little more obvious so that you're not like just guessing which level to go to next. Right, and like that. for seasoned Mega Man players, I, f- I feel like you kind of catch catch on to that really fast. Right. You see it and you're like, oh, that's the weapon I need to use. But then it, it goes even farther than that, and those, um, those bosses that... Because basically the premise of the game is you're saving these robots. You don't destroy them, you just save them. You take whatever evil like chip is embedded in them and and turn them back to their good old selves again. And so <laughs> once you do that, once you turn them back to the light side, they're there to help you. And so when they're outside the level, they explain what the level's like. Uh, if it's an ice level, they're explaining the different ice places and, and whatever. And then at some point when you're playing through that level, that boss will show up and do something to make the level just a tiny bit easier on you. That's cool. So it's... So but it, it is it's super fun. I, I have a couple videos um, of, of some playthroughs, some level playthroughs that you can, I mean, I play those games really fast. And so you can watch, it's like a five to seven minute video. And it's really fun to kind of watch the, all the different patterns you have to do and stuff. And it well, and so having played it and having um, agreed with you that it does feel like Mega Man and that the mechanics are solid if a little bit clunky sometimes or I don't know maybe my fingers are just older now. I think the clunkiness I liked the clunkiness that was I know that a lot of people complained about that but I liked it because it feels it was, like you're playing on an old system yeah man I thought that was <laughs> so cool like so, so many times it's understandable where I would though right it is understandable that people would dislike that oh right? of course yeah because people okay would want so bitches, but, yeah. that and then the execution of everything else in the game that's not gameplay like uh, the cutscenes and things like that and the voice acting I are skipped absolute it all. garbage <laughs> I absolute all of garbage it. you have to skip it you have to because <laughs> yeah. otherwise you'll hate the game yeah and I think that was part of my problem is I was like oh, okay what's the story and I was like oh I God this is the worst thing I've ever seen yeah. like for the amount of time and money he had it, it's understandable why people were disappointed because it's like man this is this feels like a game I paid ten dollars for like <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, personally, I'm glad that I got it for free. If I had paid money for this game, I might be upset, especially if I had paid money to help the game get made, which yeah. is what a lot of people did. I would be pretty upset. So I can understand that. But that for sure. It's not free anymore, but I know it goes on sale a lot because it needs to make some money back. So right. keep your eyes open for Mighty Number no. 9 and keep your eyes on our YouTube channel for Mighty Number no. 9 videos that show you how to actually play the game. It is beatable. Um, and also on our YouTube channel, you can actually already check out Sonic Mania videos. We've yeah. got some time trials on there. We've got some level runs, some, some secrets and stuff. Yeah, so it was, I mean, we loved that game. We played it a lot over the summer uh, last mm-hmm. year, or I think it was the year it came out. But yeah, um, I was at Best Buy the other day, actually, and I saw that there is now a physical version of Sonic yep. Mania for the there Switch. Is. I, there that is. looks really cool. I was a little disappointed that I didn't wait, but... It's fine. I like the digital copy too. It just makes it a little bit. I, I do know, too. Easier. I really enjoy it. I actually will probably go play some tonight. But um, those are games that are already out: Axiom Verge, Terraria, Mighty Number no. Nine, and Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some games coming that are retro style that I'm pretty interested in. Um, the first one is called Swords of Ditto, 
And I've <laughs> okay. shared it on my Facebook page. We'll probably share it on the TMA Facebook page as well. But it's basically, um, it looks like old Zelda, um, 16-bit Super Nintendo Zelda, uh, but it's four-player. And you have, how does it work? There's like, you have an hour, I think, to save the world. And if you fail, you die, and a hundred years go by, and then you start a new character, and that character picks up your old character's sword, which is now the Sword of Legend, and gets another shot to save the world. Wow, that's and a really every time, yeah, <laughs> premise. Every time you come back, you know different things that will help you extend your time, or maybe you know save the world faster, things like that. Um, and it's co-op or single player. It looks like Zelda. It, it's so excited. I'm so excited to play it. It looks like Zelda. It's coming to PS4. It's probably coming to a lot of other systems as well. But for those of us on PS4 who've been missing that Zelda itch, this is probably going to scratch that. That's what it looks to do. Does it? Is um, it does it look like it's going to be like another Ocean Horn? Because there was that game for that Zelda um, scratch, I, Zelda itch. But I know a lot of people were upset about that game as well. I don't know. Uh, I didn't play Oceanhorn. I liked the look of Oceanhorn, but I, played, I watched I, some gameplay videos it. and it seemed a little lackluster. It this was. game, it was the the video that I shared of this game. I mean, it just I don't know how else to say it. It looks like Zelda. Like, okay, we'll uh, we'll definitely repost the video and we'll have you watch it because it it looks great. Uh, yeah, Swords sure. of Ditto, and it's coming out in April. I want to say it's this month, toward the end of the month, maybe. I think end of this month, maybe beginning of May. Um, but yeah. Definitely look into Swords of Ditto. Um, there's another game that I know less about. It's called The Chasm, and it sort of has I've a, a Castlevania-type look to it, maybe a medieval setting yeah, of I've some seen kind. A looks like things about that, but yeah, it looks like a platformer mixed with maybe a, a side-scrolling okay. action game. It's hard to tell, but it looks very old school. It looks fun. It looks mysterious. It looks to be gorgeous with the art style of that time. Um, the one that I want to touch on last that I'm probably the most excited for is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Mm. It's being made by one of the original creators of Castlevania, and it looks amazing. It looks exactly like old school Castlevania. We're talking nice. Symphony of the Night type Castlevania. Um, word. It's been in development like forever. It's uh, it's being crowdfunded just like Mighty Number no. 9 was, and it's taking forever just like Mighty Number no. <laughs> 9 did. So... A lot of people are getting really so, worried that this game is going to suck or that it's never going to come out and yeah. a lot of things like that. So um, keep your fingers was, crossed, I guess. Yeah, There's been new footage of it almost every year at E3. I know there was footage of it last year at E3, so with E3 coming up here in, what, a month or two, I hope there's some more footage. But go check out Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It looks to be the Castlevania game that we've all been waiting for for, what, 15 or 20 years now? So yeah, definitely check those out. Um that's gonna be it for me on the retro gaming. Uh, do you have anything else to say? I just, just, I just had the mighty number nine stuff. Um, it was a, it was a good time. You know, there was a. Mm, I can't think of it now. I played about ten minutes of it. Mm, it doesn't even matter. It's on Switch. It's a, it's a, it's a night type of game. It's a platformer, side scroller. Mm, God, the name is failing me. Anyway, no, I don't have anything else on retro games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to go to YouTube and Google, or go to YouTube and search for uh, Twist My Arm Podcast. What we'll probably do is give you these videos individually and then do a small mashup retro game video of all the stuff that we have. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, hopefully, I, I, I do, like I said, I have those Mighty Number no. 9 videos to run through so I can uh, 
upload those soon as well. Um, I think with that, let's uh, let's take a quick break and hear from our friends over at the Grolix Podcast. They have a little promo for us, so enjoy that. Cue it up, and we'll be right back. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Melanie. Yes. Hey, what's up? We're gonna record a promo for the show. Oh, I'll twist my arm, why don't you? Hey, how did you know? What? If you were to try to twist another podcast audience's arms, is that right in the plural singular sense? Grammatically? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> if you were, is that possible? If you were going to try to twist another podcast's audience's arms is, is to listen to our show, yes. Yes. how would you go about doing such a thing? I wouldn't have to twist their arm, baby. Just let them listen to me for a little bit, and they'll be ours. Wow. <laughs> That's confident. I, <laughs> Thanks. I would I, I would I would probably just offer them cookies. Cookies and Melanie, how could you refuse? Cookies and mm. Melanie. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well for you, yeah. So, so first off, we should tell them what our show is about. It's about comics. And all things fun and nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we talk about TV shows. And sometimes we talk about movies. Mostly we talk about comics. And sometimes we, uh, sometimes we offend other countries. And sometimes we just nervously babble about whatever random thing pops in our head. Mm-hmm. You should definitely. You should. Oh, you should. Oh, you should totally listen. Yeah. If you want to listen, check out GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com, or search us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Instagram. Tune in, radio. Use your phone. Listen on your. Use your television. Phone. Use your smart devices. ZZ Top. No. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Just hashtag. All right. Thank you. Grolix. Thank you, Randy, Melanie, and Jesse, for that little promo. Uh, they have a really fun little show that they do, little little network stuff. So figured we'd start networking with some other podcasts around the country and, uh, you know, see where that takes us. So if, if you guys listen to us in the Midwest or anywhere, listen to the Grolix podcast, uh, you might hear a little promo from us here soon. Ooh, that's always fun. Oh, that's so much fun to say. <laughs> Ah, we anyway. made it, Pa. <laughs> anyway, so we've done our poll. We've done our little intro spiel on the solo movie. And now it is time for the... Quick Twist. Quick, 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 quick Twist. Quick Twist is a nitpick shit fit on a topic we can cover quick. One topic per host, be it praise or roast. Send any topic suggestions to our Facebook page. And now for this week's Quick Twist. Right, the quick twist. Yes, that is what it is time for. So this week, we're gonna start with Jesse. I think uh, I think we each have two, maybe three things for the quick twist. This will be this will be like our final segment for the show because we can just fill everything in right here. What do you got first, Jesse? So my first thing, probably my main thing for the quick twist is Star Trek Discovery. I have Big finally surprise. started watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I I refuse to buy the CBS All Access service uh, for a couple of reasons, not the least of which being that it actually still includes commercials, even if you pay for it. So what? 
Yeah, that's uh, true and unacceptable to me. That so. is way unacceptable. Oh. Yeah. Especially considering that it's going to be for shows that I don't want to watch, like The Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon and basically any other show that CBS owns. Do they do so, like live sports on that at all? Is there any sort of live? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody should buy it, and no one will ever know. But I, <laughs> I don't, I'm just I don't saying, understand. That, that would be the only reason that I would maybe do that if they did like some mm, sort of yeah, live maybe. football. But uh, but but oof. I don't know. And the thing is that yeah, I don't know. Here. Maybe if people don't buy it, maybe they won't keep doing seasons of it. So I hope people do. Keep, I, I mean, I'm not sure what to hope for. But I guess uh, what I'm hoping for is more Star Trek Discovery. Um, I specifically took my time um, because I I refused to pay for that service. So now that I have access to it, it's I'm loving every minute of it. It's gorgeous. It's everything Star Trek should be. It's you know progressive. It's forward thinking. It's responsible. It's fun. It's mysterious. It's space feeling. It's just I love it. How far into and it are you? I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I uh, just finished the ninth episode, I believe. So. Um, I'm just okay. finished the first half of the series. I was say, um, I think it was 17, 18 episodes, right? Yeah, it's like oh, maybe fifteen or sixteen, but basically it's like a mid-season finale. And right. you know, then they said coming up on the next half of Star Trek Discovery. Um, so I, I just stopped there uh, today, actually, and I'm so excited to talk about Star Trek again. <laughs> I, I'm really excited. I'm gonna need to have basically a whole segment. <laughs> to myself where oh, I talk yeah, about the whole experience. This um, is a big thing for you Trekkies. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to start right now because it needs to be one huge self-contained nerd explosion sort right. of thing. Um but what I will say is I haven't found anything yet that I object to. Um okay. there's a lot of stuff that's new and there's a lot of stuff that I could see a lot of Trekkies being upset about. Um, but I haven't found anything to be upset about. I've been going into it specifically trying to think to myself, you know, don't compare this to other Star Treks, just watch it for what it is, right. enjoy it for what it is, that kind of thing, um, which didn't work at all. I mean, obviously, I'm going to inevitably be like, well, this is just like that episode of Next Generation. This is just like the third movie, you know, things like that. Like, I, I'm going to do that. It's just going to happen. Um but none of those things have made me be like, what a cheap cop-out. I'm so totally over this. Nothing has made me feel that way. So I'm really, really enjoying it so far. I really like the uh, visuals in it. The space shots are really great. How's... That's one of the things that you sort of miss in Star Trek sometimes is the effect shots, yeah. you know, like big battles and things like that. But the w the premise of the show lends itself well to visuals. Um if you don't know anything about Star Trek Discovery, uh, stop listening right now. But the small Spoiler thing I'll alert. say Spoiler is, yeah, alert. The, <laughs> the small thing I'll say is that it deals with a ship that uses propulsion that we're not used to in the Star in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> so, you did it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's your fault. It's your fault because you talked about Solo first, and you made me talk about the Millennium Falcon first. But they use a kind of propulsion that we're not used to in the Star Trek universe. Okay. So. That lends itself really well to some crazy cool visuals, um, but they've they've sort of fitted into you know Trek canon with Klingons and you know Federation. It's just it's really fun. Um, it's a very How interesting is it as far concept. As the, like the the stories in each episode go, because I know, I mean, I, I've watched a lot of Star Trek in my life, and and like we were saying in, in an episode previous to this, I, it, it always seems like Star Trek has been so cerebral and 
they're always like trying to figure out a mystery and like talk through everything. How is it? I mean, I know you don't want to compare things, but how is it in comparison to say like the next generation? Obviously, the graphics are going to be better, but like, does the action stay a little more consistent? Like for people that yeah. that haven't really watched Star Trek because there's a lack of action and like you know crazy cinematics so and stuff. Is this something that maybe you can will tell get those that it's into it? Yeah, you can tell that it's been designed for a modern Star Trek audience. Um, okay, it it's not it's it's got some cheese to it, but the cheese factor feels pretty low when it's compared to for definitely for example with the original series. Right. Um, it takes itself slightly less seriously than the next generation does. Okay. In most uh, in most of the time, and then you know when it when shit hits the fan, it's definitely more of like that. Okay, it's next generation now. Everything is really serious. You know, we it's all dramatic. The drama is very high, um, which is an interesting thing. It's pretty clear that they tried to balance action and drama. Um, you know, personal dramas and character dramas and things like that. And mm-hmm. I think they've done a fairly good job with it. Um, okay. One of the things in particular that I noticed in the last episode, right towards the end of it, was, wow, they really set up every character to have their own reason that this part of the story is transformative, potentially. It affects like, them, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a common thing for the crew to go through something and then all be changed after that different, you know, in different ways. Sure. So they addressed all the different ways that that went down, and it was like, it was a really cool thing to see from so many different viewpoints. Um, Star Trek at its heart has always been an ensemble experience. There needs to be many strong characters for it to work. I think that they've done that well here, but they've also given you sort of a main character that is, you know, you're living the story through that character and you get their point of view. Um, and it's part of the, the series is about, you know, how different points of view and like, um, different viewings of the same event can have different effects depend on how they're interpreted. Okay. So it's very, I mean, it's still got that cerebral aspect to it and there's a lot of techno babble and, you know, why can't we divert power from here to there, you know, because some simple metaphor having to do with, you know, something we can explain. Um, But there's also a lot of fun action. There's a lot of space. There's lots of weapons. Yeah. Because I I did watch, I think, the first five or six episodes. The first time ever that Star Trek says, fuck. Just saying. That's true. Just saying. They, they, had, a, they had an F-bomb in there. They dropped um, it. They dropped it in there. But it was really it was done in a way it was that... It was subtle, for sure. I mean, I would I would disagree. I don't think I it mean, was subtle, it, I, but I think it was well-placed tactical, and understandable. Um, it was understandable. The character that said it is supposed to represent the viewer in that moment, like guess, getting really excited about say, what they're like, doing. This and, is fucking awesome or something. Yeah, and then... It's like, yes, that's how people will feel. Yeah. Like they'll they'll start nerding out and they'll get to the conclusion at the same time the character does, and it's really fun. So, yeah, no, in that instance, the character was a stand-in. But so that's one of the things. Um, it's bold. I though. wouldn't it's say a bold it's a complaint. To do that just to mm-hmm. just to kind of throw I, I it in say, there, at random. Yeah, but the thing is that I would say they did it you know, for Star Trek reasons. I don't know that they did. I'm sure they just did it purely for shock value. But maybe, maybe it if was they more, did it for... Maybe it was well, more they could have done like, it like... This is an adult you know, show. <laughs> this isn't I'd for say kids. it was more to do, like, teach your kids that v- language is just a thing. Language uh, is just a tool that oh, you okay. use. You're looking way deeper into it. Because, well, I mean, to me, Star Trek has always been something you could sit down and watch with your parents or your grandparents or your nephews and nieces or kids. Like, 
it was something that, you know, maybe they won't be interested in because it's a bunch of grown-ups talking, as my girlfriend so lovingly put it. But <laughs> there's also spaceships and crazy stuff going on and aliens and, like, maybe somebody's interested in those things. And, you know, a lot of people share those things with their kids. So if I do have a complaint, it's that that may immediately change some people's minds about sharing it with their kids. It's true. But, Deter them um, from showing. Maybe in its, it'd probably just be that one little section they could skip through it, I guess, if they... But then again, yeah. Star Trek fans are not used to having to proof watch their episodes before they let their kids watch it either. So I don't know, because there there were definitely some creepy slash very scary episodes of Next Generation. Like if if you go back and watch some That's of the ones so with true. like possessions and things like that. That's if so you were true. a kid, some of that stuff might have really freaked you out. Some like of that stuff there's an episode where <laughs> yeah, there's an episode where Data gets like pulled apart because he's having a bad dream or something. And yeah. it's pretty graphic. Like they pull all his limbs off and they pull his head off. And you're like, in your head, you're like, okay, he's an android. It doesn't hurt. But you're like, still, as a kid, I would be maybe freaking out if I saw that. So it's, it's uh, one of those yeah. things where I feel like you could also use it as a teaching moment. Like, hey, look, she said that, but she immediately apologized for it, which she did do. And she realizes, you know, sometimes it's appropriate to use that language and sometimes it's not. And that's a good stepping stone for you to show your kids. Like, yes, there are words you shouldn't say all the time. And maybe they don't need to use the F word as their first example of it. (laughs) But I think the show is not meant for young children. I think it's meant for mature teenagers or, you know, younger adult audience. Well, if you have a 12-year-old who's, you know, intelligent and can understand and, you know, you would show an R-rated movie or maybe a heavy PG-13, go ahead. You know, if it's if you trust your kid, go for it. It's no worse than what's out there and it's a lot better than what's a lot than a lot of what's out there right now. Especially like Um, YouTube shit. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, there is some there is a graphic nature to it in some parts. And part of that is because it takes place during a war, which is another thing that we're not used to seeing a lot of in Star Trek. So I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, there's I did also like that. I tons did like of that aspect where they kind of just throw them into this, this big war between it's between right. the Klingons, isn't it? It's like the the Klingon war or something. Yeah, it's it's super They're old school. Showing, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of showing how they developed their uh, uh, their hate for each other a little bit. Well, part of it, yeah. I mean, it's they're doing a really good job. Um, It's interesting, and this is what I didn't want to get into because I think this is the higher concept part of the show, so I'll save it for later. Okay. Um, But I'm really excited about where the show is going. I'm really excited to watch the rest of it. Hopefully, I'll have seen the rest of it by the next time we podcast, maybe two shows from now. Um, I will also try and binge it. So Yeah, there is uh, also a second season already being talked about. It's already been greenlit. They're making it, so I'm excited for that. I actually Um, have have an article (laughs) up for you. Yeah, so if you have access to Star Trek Discovery, definitely watch it and just, yeah, I, I really am liking it so far. I'll let you know if I end up hating it, but right now I'm loving it. Nice. Um, yeah, from RenewCancelTV.com, which seems legit. It just, it's a website that basically tells you what shows According have been According to canceled. WhatBadgersEat.com. Yeah, <laughs> but it just shows you what shows have been renewed and stuff like that. But there's an interview here uh, from The Hollywood Reporter. Looks like they just pulled this stuff from here, but from The Hollywood Reporter, uh, they're speaking to Alex Kurtzman, and he says uh, that they're going to... We've been very consistent in our message, which is that rather than announce a date and have to push again, let's take into consideration everything we've learned from this season. 
Now we know what we can do and where the sand traps are. So let's give ourselves ample time to announce a date that makes sense to everybody. Both the needs of production and CBS. Uh, Breaking story is, in some ways, the easier and faster thing. Uh, It's the ability to execute on it that's much harder. We want to take the right amount of time and don't want to rush. Ideally, season two will release on the early side of 2019. So they're, they're kind of giving you a vague answer, but it should be in 2019 sometime. Well, and additionally, there's currently a legal battle happening between CBS and Paramount, which oh. are both companies that own some of the rights to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe half the rights are owned by his children, Eugene Roddenberry, who is one of the executive producers of Discovery. But I be- I'm not sure who the other half is. It must be Paramount themselves or something. Um, but there is a legal dispute. Um, they're getting closer to an, an agreement, as far as I'm aware. That's one of those things you'll have to pay attention to online because it could change at any minute, and there's a lot of lawyers involved. So I'm not even going to guess what's going to happen. But yeah. um, if nothing else, definitely watch Discovery. And I'll say look out for their um, physical training gear. It's like a casual T-shirt that they wear, and it just says Disco on the front and has a Starfleet emblem on the sleeve. It's so cool and i want one if you have a disco <laughs> shirt send it to me that's send awesome. it to me i want your disco shirt speaking of sending us things you can now leave us voicemails you can call us at 508-93-TWIST that's 89478 so 508-938-9478 and you can leave us a voicemail uh this voicemail inbox is just linked to our gmail account so anytime you call us and and leave us a message we will immediately get it to our email and we'll hear it right away um if it's a good enough voicemail we'll probably play it on the show um and you know you get your little 15 minutes of fame or whatever it'd be be a good time but let us know what you think uh let us know if if there's anything you want us to cover talk about or anything like that and uh, we'd love to hear from you 508-93-TWIST-89478 so on to my segment for this the first quick twist segment for myself uh (laughs) It's going to be, I wanted to talk about Fortnite a little bit. I know that this game has been out for a while and that everyone's playing it and that any douchebag that has a PS4 can pick this game up for free and and play it and, and have a good time and, and wreck people and talk a bunch of shit and whatever. I don't care about that sort of thing. I don't really pay attention to the hype or anything. I have actively avoided this game because of the hype, but I had a couple friends that... Um, got this game and well they have this game and i hadn't talked to them in a while and figured it'd be nice to see them and i decided to pick it up and it has been so much fun i have enjoyed the shit out of this game um i recommend anyone that wants to play with us or me get this game it's so much fun like it's it's fast it's streamlined it's you just kind of pick right up into it and and blast people in the face and it's it's a good I don't know. It's it's a good multiplayer so game. So it's free or it's not $30? Well, it's completely free. Like the Battle Royale mode is completely free. Um, but you can pay the $30 to get different skins and whatnot. Um, it's PUBG mode. Yeah, something like that. I've just been playing with, what do they call it? The, the no skin, I think is what they call it. They were making fun. I'm pretty sure the kids I was playing with were making fun of me because they were like, oh, yeah. Because they knew you we're free <laughs> well and and i told them i was like i started playing yesterday so like i don't know and they were like, like they're like we should all go as no skin so then everyone thinks we're noobs and i was like oh, yeah man, this bandwagon has been rolling for at least two months now where have you been <laughs> yeah but no it's really fun man it's it's addicting as hell and it's super 
easy to get used to. There's some. It's a. I'm I'm calling it a a sandbox team shooter kind of. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played it. Um, there's a couple friends that I have that have also played Terraria, which I mentioned earlier yeah. in the first segment, and, and they it's... say it's sort of like that. Uh, you build a base, then you defend it, but you like mine for resources and grab the stuff that you need to build the base and things like that. Um, well, really, it's and truly, multiplayer, and they have a they have a base 100 building. player mode. Yes, it's all, so. It's, that's what I'm saying. The battle royale mode is different from that, and it's like just straight up PvP. Yes, um, I mean, and, and obviously you can build your bases, but but basically you you drop into this island, and there's a hundred people, and uh, after a couple minutes of of playing, you know, a bunch of people die and shit, and then they they have this like safe zone that you have to stay in, and the safe zone shrinks over time, and it pushes people closer to the center of the map. Right, or to the center of wherever the map is huge, so right, it just pushes you to the center of wherever the circle is, and um, kind of keeps it a little more fast paced. So I, I mean, the first time I played it, I think it was the second round that I ever played. I decided that I wanted to learn how to build, and so I started building this giant base, and it was so sick, dude. The walls were just steel. I had all these weapons in there, and I just was like perched up in my giant perch, just waiting for someone to come, and then the safe zone shrank. And and I ended up <laughs> I ended up dying because I was outside of it. I had no idea what the <laughs> fuck was going on. But okay, yeah. But, so that's maybe why you don't build a base. Because but that's what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to build a base. There's so many buildings and different places to go in the game, and it's so fast paced that you hmm. you don't need to necessarily spend your time building a base. The only the only good thing that I have found building is is good for is cover. So if you're getting shot at, you just pop a wall oh, yeah. up really quick, and they can't hit you. That's a good call. And other than that, as far as the maybe maybe like the the full game and like the PVE is is a little different, um, where you have to build a base and you have to you know guard it for however long. A fort. Yeah, but, yeah. But as far as the online multiplayer, there's it's really not as 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 build a friendly as you would think. It's just more get out there and just go wreck shit. And it's, cool. like I said, it's really easy to get used to once you kind of figure that out, that you don't have to build all the time. It's good for cover, and you can actually set your settings to automatically build a wall when you go to the build settings. So it's very streamlined and, and helps you um, kind of play a lot a lot quicker, you know, and, and get used to everything quicker. Um, so putting up cover isn't cumbersome and isn't what gets you killed. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, after... Obviously, it's there's a learning curve because I mean, me and you've been playing Destiny, and I've been doing Battlefront and all sorts of other games, and there's a learning curve to the to the game. So, I would say after about the maybe fifteenth round, um, I was starting to get in like the top twenty, top ten area, and those were in like solo mode, which you get your different modes. Um, you got solo, duos, and squads, and then there's like explosive things. But when you're playing by yourself, solo is a lot of fun, and uh, you can just kind of hide out, get up in there. That's how I, that's how I got in the top ten. It's not that I got a bunch of kills or anything. It's that I hid out behind some trees for a while. <laughs> Camper. And, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's and that I mean, it was a good way to get used to how the game would work and where people would right. go and how they would get their cover and stuff. So, I definitely recommend checking it out, especially considering it's free. Um, I do have the PUBG mobile app on my phone. Haven't really gotten a chance to play it yet. It's a little wonky. I played one round, got slaughtered within 10 seconds, and just <laughs> didn't want to sit there and figure out how to do a mobile game. So 
Well, maybe I'll download it and give it a shot. Um, Mad Max is also free for PlayStation Plus this month, so I'm going to yes. download that for sure. Um, Josh continues to be wrong about the new Mad Max movie. You should definitely watch <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Look, man, I just it's just a, no, it's a it's long fine. car trick car chase it's to me. Fine. That's all it is. It's, that's totally fine for you to feel that way, but <laughs> I think people should watch the movie and then they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, that's totally what it is, Josh." Yeah. Well. I would also counter that by by saying just watch Gone in sixty seconds again instead, because it's <laughs> a much better movie. <laughs> They're very different movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's gonna for my first little quick twist. I think uh, that'll wrap it up for Fortnite. When you uh, when you get that, Jesse, let's do some some maybe some streaming so people can watch us get get killed a little bit. It will happen. It is. A, it's a good time and it, it's pretty addicting. I, I I feel like you would like it. For sure, especially if you, once you get the controls down and, and play it a few times, I, I feel like you'll have a good time. So, what do you got next for our quick twist? Uh, my second quick twist is actually quick. Um, okay. It's really quick. Uh, I revitalized my Instagram account, which I've apparently already had from like Ooh. three years ago. Um, I tried the, you know, one of the three passwords that I use for everything and it worked. So, I loaded it up and started taking pictures, and then I realized, you know, I don't, I don't know what I would take a picture of very often. Like, I don't know what I need an Instagram for. And then I realized I have over a hundred pop vinyls, so I started taking pictures of those, um, you know, in different ways. So, like, I have the Moon Knight pop vinyl with the first ever issue of Moon Knight right next to nice. it, and the Hawkeye pop vinyl with the first issue of the new Hawkeye book that came out in like two thousand. 14 or 15 or whenever and you know things like that silver surfer with Ma with uh galactus in the comic book things like that nice. um so there will be some pop vinyls on there i'm pretty sure my other toys will end up on there at some point uh some of my paintings that i'm working on continuing continuing the paintings from the walls of the enterprise d um that's oh, slow nice. going because i'm not very good at painting but <laughs> i am still working on that um so yeah hey instagram, man practice makes perfect <laughs> yeah and uh if you want to follow that my instagram is the real jesse bailey so that's my only other quick twist um oh the last one i put up i think was hawkeye but the one i put up before that was thanos and just like to point out that i'm really excited for avengers infinity war <laughs> oh yes that is uh, probably going to be its own episode when we when we see that um, April twenty seventh, I believe. I believe it's two short weeks away. Not long now. Oof. It's looking good, man. I need to quit watching videos about that movie and like people's stupid predictions. Two weeks, so it's about a fortnight away. <laughs> oh, um, something that's happening a little bit sooner than that. My my last quick twist. I just wanted to. Mention some Denver sports. Uh, keep it a little local. We we haven't done a lot of local today, so man, things are things are looking okay right now in Denver. At least at least we got something to kind of kind of hope for. The Avalanche uh, beat the crap out of the Blues last night to make the playoffs. Um, Woo, go Avs! Which is, I mean, it's very significant in the fact that last year the Avalanche had the worst record in NHL hi history, like, ever. Modern-day NHL. <laughs> ever. <laughs> they had 48 points, which, point system, I, I don't want to get into too much. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's a little hard to kind of understand, but you get this point system in, uh, in, in hockey, and 
and you want to get around, I don't know, I think like 90 to over 100 uh, points are based on wins, losses, and ties, or overtime wins and ties, that sort of thing. So Avalanche last year had an abysmal 48 points in the league. <laughs> and that not Basically only... half of what you would hope for, and a not, little under than that. <laughs> oh my God, it was... Not only was it just awful for the Avalanche, because we're pretty proud little franchise we haven't been around for more than 20 years now but it tw- i think it's 25 years this is our 25th anniversary but still like we, we won a couple stanley cups and we're st- we've you know we love our abs around here and last year was a really hard season to watch and and to see them come back we made a trade mid-season that really kind of changed our entire team and we came back this year to place uh, eighth in the Western Conference for for a playoff spot. So, so yeah, we're we're probably gonna get slaughtered by the Nashville Predators. First game's uh, <laughs> Thursday at seven o'clock in Nashville. But um, I still, I would still argue that if your state does not have naturally occurring ice, you shouldn't get a hockey team. But that's I, that's just me. I kind of agree with that. And Nashville, that's just me. whatever, dude. Fuck off, Nashville. Nobody likes you. <laughs> No, they're they're a really good team. We're we're probably gonna get slaughtered, but it is so good to see them back in the playoffs. And and I'm hoping that this is gonna be a trend for years to come. Our team is still really young. We got some really awesome prospects. Um, Rantanen is an, an amazing amazing shooter. We got Nathan McKinnon, who's one of the fastest fucking skaters with the craziest stick handling skills I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we have Gerard, who's 19 years old, that scored. Our first goal last night under the most pressure. Like, I mean, we, we have a good, solid young team. So even if we do get, you know, the snot kicked out of us in this first series, it's it's a good uh, good preview for what's to come. Um, yeah, at least they made it. And yeah, it's a huge turnaround. So exactly yeah. from forty eight points to I think uh, now we're at ninety six points. So we doubled our points from last year. There you go. And that's uh, Not bad. very unheard of. Nobody expected the Avalanche to do anything this year. So it's really cool to see them back. Um, Nuggets still have a few games left in the season, but they just beat the Clippers yesterday to knock them out of the playoff race and also take that eighth spot <sighs> in the playoffs as well. I know you don't Oh, sorry. Was basketball. that was that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. I, I like basketball, too. I like all sports, but... But they're in the. They haven't been in the playoffs for four or five years now. It's it's been a, a drought, and uh, it's kind of sad. Because Nuggets are they're also a, a pretty proud franchise. I think this is their fiftieth year. This it was either this year or last year that was our fiftieth anniversary of being a franchise. And so it's kind of shitty to see them play so terribly over the last few seasons. But our new coach Malone has gradually given us more and more wins over the last five years, and. Right now, with I think three or four games remaining, we are in the eighth spot to get slaughtered by the Houston Rockets in the first round. So, but same thing. It, it's just cool to see those teams doing so well after being so terrible for so long. Yeah, that's always nice, especially for fan bases that are as dedicated as they are here in Colorado. Definitely. Um, obviously, Rockies just started and they lost today to the Braves, four to nothing. Which you know what you know what I say to that like we we haven't been doing as well at the beginning so far in the first week and I'm totally cool with that I'd rather them kind of break the trend and and maybe get the rust out in the first three months. 
and then so, play better well, for the rest of the season instead of <laughs> instead of doing yeah. really well in the first three months and then just yes. failing and for you, the rest of the season. I would say you should probably hold your breath for that. Um, yeah, Rockies and Giants <laughs> are actually currently tied for second place in the division. Both teams are five hundred, yep. and um, that's really cool because it means that the Dodgers are in fourth place in the division. So <laughs> that means Arizona's in first, cool. huh? They are. Arizona's in first, uh, seven and two, yep. uh, which is actually the same record that the Pirates have. So go Pirates! Everybody loves the Buckos. Um, yeah, so you know, baseball Pirates. this year looks to at least be fun. Um, the we watched the Giants Dodgers game last night. That game went fourteen innings. That was a good game. It was a really good finish. Oh my god, that, that was home a good run, game. that walk off. Andrew was McCutcheon walk off home run. It yep. was great. Um, there's the Pirates connection again. Go Pirates! So, I know you've been yeah. creaming over McCutcheon for the last. couple Yeah, of so months. it was. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I got a shot right at the end of the game when he hit home plate and they started spraying him with uh, Gatorade or whatever it was. Yeah, so it was, it was um, a good game for sure. Very fun to watch. I, I hope the Rockies games are fun. Uh, I think the Giants are going to be in town in Colorado uh, Memorial Day weekend, I think. So if you don't have tickets and you want to go, you should probably buy them very soon. Yeah, Giants is always that's always a pretty big pretty big deal. Kind of like the Braves. Lots know, of orange in the stands. That's who, uh, that's who we were playing this last few games. We lost the series to the Braves. But like I said, get, get the losses out early. We just signed Charlie Blackman to a monster deal, which is fantastic because Rockies, unlike other teams in in Denver, are signing their good players early and not letting them hit that free agent market, which I really agree with. <laughs> um, I don't know that, but not much news with Broncos. I don't think. Oh, here. Oh, well, here's that schedule. Wait, hang on a second. Uh, so you well, got and they, Pittsburgh they Pirates that. are in town Monday, April sixteenth through the eighteenth. Oh, this is the Rockies' schedule. I'm sorry. No, I, I was reading that wrong. Um. Rockies are at Pittsburgh. Sorry, uh, 16th <laughs> or the 18th. Mind. My bad. No, no, no. Dude, um, sh- shut up. <laughs> but then <laughs> uh, Rockies are at San Francisco during Memorial Day weekend. San Francisco's not in town until the, uh, well, unless, when is Memorial Day? The 28th? 29th? 28th. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But they don't play San Francisco till mid and end of May. Which will be some fun games to watch, I believe. But uh, I, I was I was just gonna say there's not really much Broncos news going on except for well, except for yeah, <sighs> they, they signed a Raider. I, I mean, he's a good punter, but <laughs> and you know, special teams wins games, I guess. But whatever. Yeah, special teams win wins games when when you don't drop the ball. No. I remember I talking so much like shit about that guy because, I mean, you you can't be a, a punter and dance. You just can't do it. He talks shit on the field, and he's like very you know celebratory he's player, which makes a lot of sense if you're Cam Newton or you know a very important piece of the offense. But if you're a punter, it's like, you, that man, just, you were you here for matter. one play. Relax, like. Well, and know. even you know, just we get it. You're in the NFL too, but just chill. Like you kicked the ball. Good job. Uh, just, <laughs> I just—it's just so classless to me for him to. Well, and the reason they do it is because that. those players will be extra motivated to play against their former teammates because they're a division opponent, things like that. It's—it's it's not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, but I just—I just, feel like for the Broncos, as quote unquote yeah. classy of an organization as they are, why would you even risk signing a? Uh, I don't know that they are. Though. I bet like if that. you. 
I bet if you looked up the number of arrests for no, like they're, every they're team they're historically, top. they've got to be in there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to bring that up, but they are number one in. <laughs> are uh, they seriously? Yeah, on on wow. and off the field um, problems, arrests, and like uh, drug scandals, and people you know using PEDs and stuff. They're they're number one. That's so. a little surprising, actually. But I mean, there it you is. Go. But they've been you know they've been around for a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's an old team. They're about to be on some painkillers. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, Broncos, whatever. They're they're rebuilding. Broncos, whatever. We <laughs> we won a Super Bowl still a couple years ago. It's still kind of fresh. So I think I, I'll give them one more year until I start really criticizing them. But but other teams. Well, hopefully, we'll have more to talk about with the Broncos when the draft happens. But you know, we'll get to that when we get to that. Oh God. Um. Yeah. Ugh. But no, other teams are doing great, and that makes me happy. So it's it's nice to watch games and have something to like cheer for. I watched I watched almost every Avalanche game last year, just because I like watching hockey, man, and I love watching the Avalanche. And it was so depressing. Like the team was yeah, just so like depressing. Pain. I, it's true, I guess. I don't know. It motivates me or something. <laughs> but same with the Nuggets, man. I I I felt like a Cleveland Browns fan for the last few years. With a lot of Brutal. Colorado sports, which is, I guess I don't really know how Browns fans feel, but like. It's got to be like a feeling of helplessness. kind of bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everything sucks and I can't help. <laughs> yeah. I, I could make those threes, man. Come on, let me just shoot the ball. No. Um, but I think, I think that's going to wrap it up for my quick twist of the week. Did we have anything else to cover this week? Uh, not off the top of my head. I think we're rolling short form this week. Yeah. It's kind of our fresh back into the saddle and... Yeah, just... It was nice to take, you know, the Easter weekend off and go see some family and that sort of thing. It was good. Um, yeah. I think we'll, uh, we'll call that a day then. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, uh, Grolix again for, for helping us out and, uh... People go and check we want to definitely, yeah, we definitely want to say thank you to everybody who shares our polls on Facebook and Twitter and retweets our stuff and shares yeah, our links. That means sure. a lot to us because if you guys don't do that, then nobody will vote and our segment will suck. So please continue to do that. Please continue to vote. Send us any suggestions that you have for topics or poll topics to any of our social media. Call in, leave us a voicemail, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is that you like to find you know your favorite podcast people go find us there that's where we are definitely um, and again you find for you that find number youtube <laughs> oh sorry, yeah definitely sorry. give out the phone number again i was just gonna say again for that number it's it's 50893 twist which again is 89478 twist call us leave us and a if voice you there. go to youtube or instagram or any of those places just search for twist my arm podcast and we will definitely pop up we yep. should be Top one or two results, I would think, at this point. If yeah, you want to find me on Twitter, I'm Jesse Bailey. If you want to find me on Instagram, I'm the real Jesse Bailey. Yep, and I, I run all the other stuff for the most part. So if you're trying to get to me directly, uh, you can find me on Facebook under... I'm not even going to say it, but you can find me on Facebook or you can just email me directly to the Twist My Arm podcast <laughs> email and or Twist My Arm Facebook messenger. I would definitely love to hear your pretty little voices always fun um i think that's it so 
We'll call it a day. Next week we'll be back. We'll have a. What do you, what do you think our next poll is going to be, Jesse? You got you got any ideas yet? Let's see. We went retro gaming this time. We had music last time. Um, we did TV before that. Fantasy and sci-fi. Let's see. Let's see. Um, we could oh. go. We could really do anything. You know what? It's a surprise. Yes. Keep your eyes peeled. There and it is. There will be a surprise poll <laughs> within the next couple of days. But until I talk to you again, just be cool to each other. There it is. Yeah. And again, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Josh. My name is Jesse. We're the Twist My Arm Podcast. We'll talk at you next week. The Twist My Arm crew thanks you for listening to this episode of the Twist My Arm Podcast. The Twist My Arm Podcast theme song was written and performed by the Hot Dang Gang.